perhaps the frankest and most intimate ever recorded. It is perfectly recorded by Mary Munter. And Egg White. And is of a very sexual nature. If this is likely to offend you, please switch off now. This tape should not be sold to any minor under the age of 18 years. And before we get on with the show, I just want to mention that we have a Patreon site. Patreon.com forward slash fuzzy dice. If you didn't hear that in the last program, I'm mentioning it again. So give me your money. And Egg White. The entire thing, right today, in a Welsh accent, because we're not <laughs> okay. we're not really we're not doing very well in Wales. So I think I think that's probably it's either going to kill or cure. So <laughs> I, hello, hello. If I do if I do a voice like this, a really exciting voice in a Welsh accent, right? And it's a bit husky and a bit it's a bit Rod Gilbert. It's a bit poor man's Rod Gilbert. It's absolutely <laughs> fantastic. Although if I do it for too long, I start sounding. A little bit Indian, and, <laughs> and and I'm not gonna lie, mate. I'm not gonna lie. It's probably a little bit inappropriate, but I'm gonna carry on doing it to see how long I can I can carry on doing it for. Also, I can probably get away with with being a bit little bit more insulting towards you, because <laughs> it, it's gonna be from this voice instead of my normal voice, and uh, it's going already. It's going already. It, it, I mean, it's carrying chips. It's, <laughs> What, that oh, fine God. series no. from the 70s? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, you're talking, yeah. you, so you just mentioned that to the woke Asian guy, curry and chips. Interesting. Yeah. I'll send you a screenshot of Jamila Jamil's Instagram oh, yeah. story, where yeah. there is a photo of her doing a selfie. Uh, yeah. And it says, home, comma, sick, so pale, I don't even know if I'm Asian anymore. <laughs> and, and, and I sent this to you saying... Asking if you were now writing for Jamila Jamil. Well, I can confirm that I'm not writing any material for Jamila Jamil. And um, until you actually mentioned her name and I could, was able to repeat it, I couldn't even say her name out loud. So basically, she is far funnier than that. Well, she's more self deprecating and she has she's a wider self- audience. She's more self deprecating than us. I mean, I mean, that can't be true. Well, you know, I mean, her referencing herself that way is quite self-deprecating. We self-deprecate a lot, though. Yeah, that's because we both hate our, ourselves. Our, <laughs> and our, it's pretty our, obvious. Our entire lives and personas, personal and professional personas, are all about self-deprecation. Basically, you need to start being half half as funny as Jimmy Jamil. <laughs> and and if, we, if we say her name enough, then we can tag her and hopefully then she retweets or reposts. Yeah, I've actually got a, a clip. I've actually got a, a line of comedy I could send to Jamila Jamil. Shall I send, shall I repeat it out loud, then send it to her? Yeah. Oh God. Okay. Oh, God. Yeah. Oh God. So, hey, hey, Egg White, I convinced the hipster I was a non-fungible token. That was my role in the media industry. Rather than be curious and ask questions, he smiled. That will do. What do you think? Do you think Jamila will take that one on board? You see, it's all about it's all about a construct of the actual comment, right? So the key word is token. Can we workshop this live on pod? Oh yeah, so, yeah sure. So, so re- re- read it out again. Okay, I convinced a hipster I was a non-fungible token. That was my role in the media industry. Rather than be curious and ask questions, he smiled, and then he walked off. I, do you know what? Not... I think it's gold. I think it's gold. I don't think it needs any work. I think that's brilliant. Really? Yeah. Um, you ever thought of being an agent that you could sign me on? Then you can get me loads of gigs. 
yeah, yeah. So I've got, I've got, I've got this, I've got this guy, I've got this guy. You know, you know, when you're looking for a bit of diversity, right? Because you, you, you know, in, in your, in your, in your sea, sea of white, right? You know, you know, you're looking for a bit of diversity. Well, you know, you're always after woke, and you're always after Asian. What about? I've got both. I've got both, and it's one person. It's one person. He does both. He's called a woke Asian guy. It's quite. It makes it simple. It makes it simple so people don't don't forget, doesn't it? Anyway, he can do panel shows. He can do bar mitzvahs. He can do supermarket <laughs> openings. He can do anything you like. I mean, seriously, he'll do anything. He, he's he's quite desperate. He'll do anything. But, but yes, he's there to tick a box. That's that's his main purpose and goal in life. He can tick a box. He can tick a box like the with the best of them, right? Um, so, but when you yeah, say bar mitzvahs, you have to tell them I'm not Pakistani. I'm Indian. Just, just mention that to them. Okay. You know, it might yeah. get a bit fruity. You know what I mean? And there might be open-minded bar mitzvah people, but you know, I just, I just want to lay it out there, just in case. I'm more of a kind of, you know, uh, a bigger picture kind of, kind of agent. A bigger Whereas... picture. <laughs> Because you're no, sounding no. very much like a northern comic when you're trying to sell me. I'm so, a, so, so, I'm so, a big, so. I'm a big picture. Oh, mate, th- here we are. Right, so, so how, how, how's your, your sitcom coming along, by the way? Oh, I haven't written it at all because I just spend most of the time drinking in the evenings. What's your sitcom called? Jim Davidson is my racist uncle and lives in my loft. Right. I know that title so, needs a lot of work. Yeah, no, no. Jim Davidson is my racist uncle and lives in my loft. What is wrong with that title? Because it's basically what's happening. This is what's this is what the sequel's about. Or what? What more information do you need to know? Oh my God! This is the uh, featuring the Asian guys. Well, you forgot to mention that. Jim Davis. Oh yeah, is yeah, my, yeah. Is my racist uncle who lives in my loft, featuring Asian guy or by Asian guy. I mean, and, that uh, ticks a box in itself, right? Asian, yep. Asian, Asian wife, yep. Two brown-faced kids. Tick, tick. Then we can, and obviously we need to broaden my, it because. And, and my my part, my part can be. You thought I said I said bigger bigger agent. What what did I want to say? I know no. What you are is the actual. You're the normal friend that comes around, right? You got two. Oh extremes. no! Hang on! Hang on! Hang on! Oh, no! No! You, no! No! I just wanted to say big picture. And you said I'm the big. I'm I'm the bigger. The bigger picture, the yeah. Big, the bigger picture, right? So so. I could be your agent, who's actually just inadvertently this massive bigot. Oh, is it um, been like Toast of London, where you got that that mentalist agent just trying to get all these roles? Shh, Don't worry, it's a homage. It's, not, it's a homage. It's not theft. It's homage. It's nothing. It's nothing like nothing, right? Because this is brand new. It's nothing like nothing. It's such a dick. He's such a dick. This is our one shot. This is the one idea we've actually got. We've, we're kind of somewhat slightly getting off the ground. You're such a dick. Yeah, well, I'm going to get started on the script anyway. So we've done the trailer as, as, we, as we played out in the last podcast. Say hi, guys. <laughs> Do you like what you're listening to? Are you woke? Are you Asian? Or maybe you just like listening to woke and Asian people. When I say people, I mean person. Yeah, Maybe but, you like but, listen to a woke, a woke Asian person and his token white friend, Egg White. Well, no, we don't want to make you. We want to make you the voice of reason. That's the thing. So right. obviously, I'm I'm just like angry, shouting at people and all that. And I've got a racist uncle that's just turned up. Oh, by the way, this is a parody. So we we don't actually believe this. This is actually all in parody. So we have to make that clear especially from the last one, because we don't want to get sued. You could uh, actually be the voice of reason. 
we got we got Jim Davidson and Katie Hopkins in the series, and you is actually <coughs> woke Asian guy's really good friend and the voice of reason. So you're sort of in the middle ground. Because you're not prejudiced, yeah. you know, and you're a friend. And that would be more like saleable to the actual audience as well. Who's going to play Jim Davidson? Well, Jim Davidson. If, if we can't get Jim Davidson, who's going to play him? Oh, we'll get Jim Davidson. We I'm get? sure. Why, who do you want? Harry Hill? Oh, I went to a Turkey sauna the other day. Yeah, I saw Katie Hopkins there when seagulls, seagulls, aren't you racist? Oh, <laughs> uh, no, I think, do you reckon we can get Jim? I'm sure we can get Jim Davidson. I'm sure if we just basically get the budget, set aside a shitload of cash, enough to entice him, then he'll come on board. I'm sure he'd uh, love um, to talk um, about uh, himself. How much, like £2.50? <laughs> Three quid. No, and you, and you do your Northern Comic Asian, uh, Northern Comic Asian, Northern Comic persona to sell him as well. Because what you're going to have to say to him is the fact that he'll be the next Rick Mail. It's as simple as that. Well, well, I don't, I don't think he wants to be Rick Mail. No, no, but Rick Mail in that show that brought him back to a new generation. But he, don't, he doesn't. Know? The thing is, he doesn't like Rick Mail because because they they were part of the alternative comedy scene. Which, oh yeah, yeah. Which was kind of quite different to his scene, and so I think there's still a bit of a bit of well, I don't know. Maybe no, no, don't, no, no, don't look at the character. Maybe, maybe look at the success. No, He'll be back on TV. He'll be back on TV for the first time in like twenty years, and he won't have to do some chintzy snooker show. He'll actually have meaty roles. He'll have the actual script, and it will and we'll give him emotional depth. So. The fact that everyone just knows him as this like angry 1970s comedian will give him more depth. He's actually loosened up his kind of like edge and the younger audience, all these champagne socialists that he hates so much will actually be turned over. And it'd be ironic. Can he play his well-known character, City? <clears throat> uh, we can ask him. Or, or we that, can but ask. Is that going a bit too far? I don't know if he's going far enough. You know who but, I want also, but that we yeah. had in the trailer, Katie Hopkins. She, I reckon she's she's going to be quite. She's going to be harder to get. I reckon. <laughs> well, the fact that she's bankrupt, you know what I mean. <laughs> she's got to fund she? her lifestyle somehow. Yeah, she had to sell her house, didn't she? Oh, is she bankrupt? All right. Well, I mean, I'm not saying anything <laughs> that's libelous. I mean, I am literally going to put the information in the show notes. You remember, she like made some derogatory comment to Jack Monroe. The Jack Monroe just went, well, what, if you apologise, I won't sue you. And she wouldn't apologise. You talk about brinkmanship, do you know what I mean? And, like, she wouldn't apologise, so she just sued her. Then Katie Hopkins lost her house. She had to sell it. Oh, and some of the memes on that was actually quite good as well. Because someone actually put loads of swastikas in the house that she, that she put on the website to sell. I've got no recollection of this whatsoever. Oh, fair enough. When you listen to the podcast, go to the show notes and just click the links. That'd be the easiest thing. <clears throat> so you're telling me. You're yes. Telling me, so so w when I listen to the podcast, which I'm now recording. Yes. And it's it's live. Then listen, then go, go and click on the show notes that you would have written. Yeah. Oh, is this funny? No, not really. No. <laughs> <laughs> but if you, if, you, if you go on long enough, then there's going to be there's going to be, you know, at least what, four or five vaguely funny things or interesting things. Oh, yeah, we'll have to, yeah, just, like, point them out, basically. I think in the show, <laughs> she goes, five minutes, 15, Egg White says something funny. Ten minutes, 45 seconds, Woke Asian guy says something funny. And you just fast forward for that. It's like VHS porn. Do you remember that? We, we, could, we could do. Wait a second, you just bypassed could... my whole thing about VHS porn. Do you remember VHS porn? 
Oh, sorry. Was this a bit? Oh, sorry. Sorry, I completely fucked up you then, didn't I? Um, no, 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 oh, no, no. Yeah, yes, I do remember VHS porn, but, but uh, please tell me your story of it. Well, no, I mean, when you had like a three-hour like compilation tape given to by a friend of VHS porn, and because you watch it so many times, you just basically fast forward to the bits that you like. Not like DVD where you can just skip and you can actually see it while it's going at triple speed. You sort of had to fast forward it, count to like 15, stop, then press play. Then you just have to wind it back and forwards and get to that point. That's what our podcast is like. And when you stop it, when you stop it, in, in the next time you, you go to push play, it's basically where you, where you left off, where you finished up. Yeah. Can I, can I tell you the worst story, which I can't put in the podcast? Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> but you have to put in the podcast. I can't. <laughs> the following topic of the subject was too rude to publish in this podcast. So we are just going to give you Egg White's reaction. <laughs> I days oh. 100%. <laughs> you are the one and only. <laughs> 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 You're the vocation guy. You go and do you, you go and do a warm up five minutes, right? <laughs> oh god. You start you start off with some with some very very kind of zeitgeisty of the moment kind of is it politically correct? Is it can you say this, can you not say this kind of, you know, like what wokey stuff, right? And then and then you just lead lead on to your <laughs> bit. <laughs> well, I mean yeah, and I suppose, I can I suppose it you. It will split a room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and kids today don't know they're from the born. So how did, in bushes, there used to be random kind of porn mags in bushes. How oh, yeah, hell, yeah, yeah. How the hell did they get there? It must have, like, like the whole internet porn must have completely put a dead stop to, uh, to found porn in, you know, kind of bushes. Which, to be honest, I think it's probably the first time which a lot of us would would have of, of a certain age would have would have seen the the female form, and that that's kind of you know it's a little bit naughty, a bit a bit kind of found. But now, you literally just have to open up your phone, type in like two words, and boom, there you are. Yeah, Hello. instant access to anything you want. You don't even need. I mean, is that a good thing? Is it's very handy. I feel sorry for the thing? shopkeepers. I mean, even even with VHS porn, you had to work for it, didn't you? You had to, you had to you know, you had to keep the tape in good condition because if you didn't, it would it would get eaten up by by your tape machine, and then you'd have to, right, and you'd have to, you know, you have to, you have to be, become a master of the okay, right, stop, play, stop, play, password, all that kind of thing. Oh yeah, and, now, no, and you, you don't need to do any of that. It's just it's instantly there, and and so therefore, what kind of message is that breeding to the kids? Surely analog porn taught you something of that if you wanted something desperately, you had to use your creative forces and you had to be patient. Analog porn whatever you want, you whatever you want. It's it's instant like that. No patience. They, I mean, to be honest, they should be teaching us history lessoning in school, what it was like. And even before then they had like sixteen more projectors, didn't they? So they're projecting them. Oh yeah, uh, again, uh, a history lesson. You know that you sold saucy kind of like sexy kind of like audio records. You do you remember, did you hear about that? Have you heard that that genre? No. So basically, oh, 
Oh, it's, okay. Oh, you know what? Hell I'm actually gonna. Oh yeah, that, that was it. it porn lines as well. You used to you used to see like cards for like all these sex lines in phone. Oh boxes. yeah, yeah. And then, and then you, I remember seeing a documentary once on Channel Four about the people who were behind those sex lines, and it was basically you know, like you know a granny doing her knitting, going, "Oh, <laughs> oh, are you holding your cock now? Are you holding your throbbing <laughs> cock? Oh, and she's just like knitting something, like knitting a little jumper or something for her grandkid." That doesn't and, surprise uh, me. Yeah. Oh, I'm gonna pl- like, I'm gonna I'm gonna insert an audio clip from one of these seventies. So in the seventies, you could actually buy a record where some of the famous stars were just literally talking. I've actually got MP3s of some of these, and it was just like. I played with him. He he got rock hard. His balls felt really tight. I got lots of soap on my hands, uh, but cleared the bubbles away so I could see his. Oh. What are you wearing? And I was, I, was oh, I met with Bill and he had a big plonker and he just shoved it in my face. And it's basically, so you imagine some kid got this record in his room, just listening on, to audio on, porn. You, you, hang on, hold on, before you carry on, you just said big plonker. Yes, you big just plonker. referred to it as big, big. Pl- oh, he, he had his big plonker and he, and he shoved oh. it in my face. Oh, I, I, I'm trying to do 70s talk. <laughs> had a masturbate? At least I'm the only person who's probably ever referred to it as had a masturbate. I love... Fair enough. But yeah, so, so, I mean, you're talking about working hard for it. So the kids had to, like, close his eyes, visualise, like, the actual scene in his head while listening to this vinyl record, which is now probably worth, like, 600 quid on Discogs. I don't know. It's just... I mean, I, you know, I think some things have gotten worse, some things have gotten better. So we're going to talk about interactive DVD porn. Yeah. Excellent. My friend bought interactive DVD porn about 20 years ago, thinking it was going to be the most amazing thing. It wasn't. It was actually a load of shit. So the opening shot was this lady on actually a sunbed and you could actually change the background. Now, that's fine. It's the same thing. She just says the same thing. They just interactive change the background. Right. One of them was the office. That's all fine. Right. Bit saucy, bit intricate. The other one was in a bedroom. The third option was in a shopping centre. I have no f-ing idea why. Uh, what, what sort of shopping centre? A normal Westfieldsy type shopping centre. It was literally... So, I mean, I was watching it just for shits and giggles. But I was watching this woman talking about to do the intro of Talking Dirty and all that. But I just thought my eyes started, like, glazing over to the escalator and all these like tourists and all these shoppers all just walking up and down but how does that work i mean does someone actually have a fantasy where they want to have sex with a woman in a shopping center i don't know I... location guy what what is this what you want to talk about fritz lang ah are we are we on to the fritz lang yeah well basically i don't know i'm just looking at you know making notes are we not going to the michael clayton first are we not going to well, talk about michael wear, clayton we, you do whatever oh right okay and, I'm, get, and I'm getting oh. a bit embarrassed because you're talking about porn. <laughs> Fair enough. No, no, but my question to you was about Fritz Lang. I think he was quite woke in his day. Why? I don't know where we're going to go with this one. Well, so why was Fritz Lang woke, woke in his day? Well, funnily enough, Fritz Lang, during in the 1940s, was a German film director, and, he suddenly, and his wife basically became a member of the Nazi party. I don't know how we're going to work this one. It seemed, seemed to work in my head. He, well, yeah, Fritz Lang left Germany for America because he tried to escape his crazy Nazi German wife. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I don't think that's going to work out. 
you know? Do you know? Do you know how like people like workshop their material? You know, you know this. You know, like Harry Hill does like all those free gigs and workshops yeah. the material. Yeah, it's one of those. <laughs> Please welcome to the stage. Uh, well, okay, you guy talking about a film director well, who's been guy. dead hi, for thirty hi, years. Hi. Whoa, yeah, whoa. Big fans of the show. Yeah, so uh, I want to talk to you about Fritz Lang. Um, <laughs> yeah, he, he was pretty woke, wasn't he? Yeah, he. Um, well, he was married to Thea von Harbo. But as, as, as soon as you start talking, you, you, you then, you, I mean, even, even the idea, even when I said Fritz Lang, let's talk about Fritz Lang, I could tell in your voice, you were like, oh, shit. Yeah, that seemed like a good idea. Now I've read it back. It's like, what what am I talking about? Shall we, um, <laughs> shall we go with Michael Clayton? Well, the thing, <laughs> well, no, I'm just thinking the fact that, I don't know if the, I mean, to be honest, I don't even know what I was thinking. I was probably smoking crack cocaine thinking, oh, well, if I just throw this Fritz Lang thing out there, Egg White's definitely going to jump on this and just, like, we'll be bantering back and forth and, like, you know, what if what if, what if, what if your wife turned out to be, like, a far-right extremist? What would you do? Would you actually, like, just put up with it or would you leave? Which is what Fritz no, Lang no, did. No, what, what, what I'd do is, is I would rent her the room in the attic and then try and make a sitcom <laughs> uh, about it. So it's, it's, it's Egg White and his, and his racist wife who lives in the attic. <laughs> that, that's, that's what I try and do if I was in that situation, I think. So do you think we should sell Ex- that to Channel 4 no, as no, well? Not, not racist. E- extremist wife who lives in the attic. Is that going to have a laugh track as well, like most sitcoms do? <clears throat> no, 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 because that's, that's, that's so 90s. That's so passe, man. Heroin and laughter tracks are so passe. Oh, as, as, a, as a dandy warhols once sang so, i mean like you've, you've you've seen to have got quite a lot of half half thought out ideas here so of course i have I say, that's how I, I work say, if i say michael bay transformers yeah which you've just um, read out now because you didn't read any of this before yeah so shall i read it out yeah go on okay, go on so do it my, Hello, my name's Caucasian guy. <laughs> well, look at me, I'm woke. Uh, how do Transformers know to side the Americans and blow up Arab compounds, whichever film opening they go into a Middle East compound and blow up pretty much Arabs and with berets? Egg White, what if landed in Iran? Would they then side with them? Well, I mean, are we, were you sniffing something when you're writing this? Oh, well, yeah, you, pretty you much in a, everything. You were in, in a hurry when you were writing this, weren't you? What if they landed in just outside London? Actually, no. Work, work for UK. Reminds me of dot, dot, dot. What's the dot, dot, dot? Well, it's an ellipse. You know, so, you do know what an ellipse Okay, so the reason so, why... So, no, 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 okay. okay. So Matt, the reason Matt, why Matt, I didn't... Well, so Matt, Matt, Matt Stone and Trey Parker did, did a very clever part about, about Michael Bay movies. In, in South in Team America World, please. Yes. Uh, and and it basically summed up every single Michael Bay film ever. <clears throat> oh, pretty much. And now you're kind of wanting to say the same thing. Oh but... no 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 ah oh, no you you've got a good point there. Now basically Matt Matt and Trey Parker Matt Matt and Trey whatever whoever basically they did a whole musical sequence where they just hated Michael Bay movies particularly. Pearl Harbor because it was shit, right? Uh, you know, there's just no two ways about it. I actually watched a bit of it again. It was terrible. 
But it is terrible. I watched whatever Transformers (laughs) movie that was. I've lost track of which plot line is in which film. But the opening sequence of that Transformers movie was the fact that the Transformers were helping the Americans going into a Middle East compound and blowing up that, that compound. Now, the thing that annoyed me now, when I was watching, going, how did the Transformers know that the Americans are, quote unquote, the good guys and the Middle Eastern guys are the bad guys? Because everything always centers on the fact that they always land in America. Superman lands in America. Spider-Man has his face bitten in America. Wonder Woman, America. Um, you know, all these people just end up in America and America just shapes their mindset and goes, well, those guys with the nuclear reactor, yeah, they're the bad guys. So what if they, what if the Transformers landed in Iran? What if they landed there first, not America? What would Michael Bay do? Or, or, the, but, or the Iranian equivalent but, filmmaker of Michael Bay? Surely, hang on, and I'm going to Google this now, right? Surely there is an, an Iranian version of Superman. No, no, Turkish. Superman. There's a Turkish Superman, not Iranian. You've got Turkish um, Superman, Turkish Batman, Turkish Rambo, which is amazing. I'm going to put all these in the show note links. So do you know why <laughs> the Turkish people did this? No. Because they're cheapskates. So they wanted to like make their own kind of like American movies. They never bought the rights. They basically filmed it very cheaply. You had Spock, literally. They all dressed up like Star Trek characters, and Spock had the fake ears and everything, but they're all speaking Turkish. It was a work of art. And the most notorious one out of all of them is Turkish Star Wars. Have you heard of that? Uzaycha'dan and he stars in a lot of these bad Turkish movies and he does all these crazy stunts. So what he done, he done basically a film story where he saves the world and he builds himself up. He basically punches rocks and rocks explode. And what they did was they took clips from the actual 1977 Star Wars film and put it in Turkish Star Wars. So basically there's no budget apart from the fact that it was George Lucas's film in there. Anyway, so okay. I've digressed way too much. But I, again, I'm hoping I'm teaching a few people out there not listening to the podcast about this curious history, which was documented on Channel 4 25 years ago. La La Land. No, no, let's, no, no, let's stick with the Transformers. What would you do? What would you think? What? Do you think the world would be a better place or a worse place if the Transformers landed in Iran? If their first contact was Iranians, how do you think the world would be? Um, would they be helping the Iranians? So like stopping American things. An opinion, Egg White. I mean, what is this? You, you can't fucking use. Where's that one? Is it, it, it? What are you asking for opinion? Because because is it? Are we now? We don't go with facts. We go with opinion. We go with opinion. Welcome to bullshit news. You have to bleep that, by the way. 
Uh, welcome <laughs> to Bullshit News, where we don't really cover any news. We just 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 have a chat. Which we're, we're holding up our opinions on the same platform and same level and giving it the same priority as real facts. Opinions mean more than facts. News. This is this is opinions mean opinions are best and facts are bullshit because facts don't always mean and say what we want them to say. They facts can just disprove all of our bullshit and everything that we stand for. So opinion, opinions are where we go. And also we can manipulate people into using their opinions. So well, I don't know what I'm really saying with this, but I just don't I know, but you're, that's an amazing advert for Zuni News itself. Do we have to bleep the Zuni News or the, the shit news doesn't matter bit? We will have to bleep their name. But you, well, because... Okay, you didn't name... Okay, well, we can keep the Zuni News. We can't censor that. You know, if I just reverse Zuni News, you'll just say, no! But no, oh no, you said La La Land. You, you, La okay. La Land. Yeah, see, again, okay, we, we digress and talk about going to like different di- digressions and all that. But La La Land, same as Transformers, when I watched it, you can't piss me off. You have to ask me why. Why, why Mr. Wokasian guy did La La Land <laughs> piss you off? Oh, I'm glad you asked. The one that Warren Beatty gave out the Oscar Awards. Do you remember La La Land's one? Then what was it? Was it? Uh, did you did you did you not like it because you thought it was going to be it? It didn't have as much singing and dancing as a Bollywood film. No, it's got nothing to do with that. I just it just it's, it's just a bit too twee for me. Do you know what I mean? If you went on like twee. a shooting spree, yeah, it's twee. Guy meets girl in Los Angeles. Guy dumps girl. They miss each other and they like dance and I just all like. I've, I've had, to be honest, I've only actually watched half of it. But, yeah, but, but, but spoiler, spoiler alert, they don't get together. So, so Gary you know doesn't what? get girl. Spoiler! Oh, uh, you know, I didn't actually know that. Or if I knew that, well, well, that's, that's I forgot how, that's it. Because I didn't watch it. Oscar. Well, you can't watch it and then have an opinion. Oh, my God, you should be on GB News. No! With your half-baked mean opinion. Yeah, well, I haven't actually watched it. But I don't like it. I don't like it. You should be on GB News. Because that's basically what they do. No, no, I haven't my, watched it, but I don't like it. My rant, my rant was I'm actually not, not about La La Land. Why, why are you not getting a vaccine? I don't know, but I'm not getting a vaccine. <laughs> because you told me I'm not going to get, uh, because you told me to get a vaccine, I'm not going to get a vaccine. My, my rant what? was actually not about La La Land. It was about the Oscars. So, what? what fucking what rant about the Oscars then. What? <laughs> if you let me. But Warren Beatty opens up the card and goes, La La Land. Oh, that's great. And the producers of La La Land all jumped up on stage, right? The whitest of whitest, like, films to win an Oscar. And one of the producers, I'll have to, like, insert his name, because I'm sure I could do that, because I'm not really disrespecting him. I'm just, like, looking at the situation. Because I've actually watched this Oscars sequence so many times. <laughs> and the producer, like, he just grabbed the Oscar, went up into the microphone and goes, you know, thank you very much, my family, friends, and, you know, this is for championing bold and diverse work. Now, it was not bold. <laughs> it was not diverse. It was like he was just saying some shit to say, okay, the white guy's won. I know that. But, you know, look, it's diverse. Moonlight actually got nominated. That's what he's trying to say, but didn't say it out loud. You know, John Ridley, 12 Years a Slave. Oh, yeah, no, he got nominated. Or he won the Oscar and fell out with Steve McQueen. Have you seen that clip? That's amazing. John Ridley... <laughs> 
his, his name's called out. He gets up. And basically, Steve McQueen just looks away. And John Ridley's like going to him and goes, oh, fuck, we're not friends. And goes and gets his uh, thing. Doesn't thank him. Anyway, to go back <laughs> to the highlighter. <laughs> but the thing is, that same producer, when it came out that uh, Moonlight won, and everyone in the audience going, oh, my God, that's... Oh, and all that. That producer lost his shit. He literally, his face dropped when he knew that he actually lost. He wasn't, he didn't, so basically he did not win the Oscar. And it's, and the fact that, you know, I just kept screaming at my computer screen going, but you, you were trying to champion bold and diverse work and Moonlight's won and you're not happy about it. Shall we get him on the show? I think we do, should. Do you know, do, do, I think we, we definitely should. We, I've got a big chip should. on my shoulder, by the way. A big chip. Do, do you know, you don't even like chips. Don't talk about this curry on the other shoulder. And you've got curry chips on your shoulder. No, oh, I'm perfectly well versed with Cal California Highway Police. So, okay, you're too so, young to remember that 70s oh, TV show. Okay. Oh, oh. So, do you know what's more diverse than La La Land? Uh, what's that? Moonlight. No, then why well, Moonlight? Moonlight is is, is is even more diverse than what I'm about to suggest. But but it, what's more diverse than La La Land is something that we made. Plug 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 plug. Uh, oh. It's a, li a little short film called uh, Socially Distant Stand Up, which is a, a documentary slash mockumentary slash inner workings of our minds, um, little featurette about us two inept people. Where do we get the ideas from, Sam? <laughs> two inept people with uh, very little organisational skills and probably don't really like each other that much. <laughs> if, if, truth, if truth be told. I um, laughed because I know it's true. <laughs> there's a sense of, there's a sense of, you know, to tolerate, tolerant, toleration, toleration. Well, toleration. Look at you, Oscar Wilde. There's a sense of toleration in the situation. You know, we're recording so, this, and I have to edit it together. <laughs> I, so look at you, Miss Marple. Chocolate all over your face. I didn't eat a chocolate. <laughs> Carry on. So, so we in. It follows, it follows. It's a documentary. It follows us. So he tries to put on, bring, bring comedy to the to the masses. Yeah. Online, online comedy shows, and then we try to bring it to the people. We've obviously, because we're so inept, not very much success. And then it kind of, it kind of, pilot charts our our downward spiral into. Uh... But Citizen Khan, we're gonna talk. You know what? We can. I know I've got half-formed ideas about Fritz Lang and Theodora von Harbo, but we are going to talk in the next episode of Citizen Khan, because that really wants—I just wanted to punch myself in a cock over that series, I mean, and we'll it, break it, it down actually, because I want your opinion on this to see exactly what the poo-poo was about that series and why it was well, so exactly. popular. Uh, can we can we pick this up in the next next podcast? Oh, you're such a tease. Do you want to sign out on this uh, podcast? This yeah. successful uh, podcast. That, thanks for listening to another Wokasian guy. I've been Egg White. He's been the Wokasian guy. And with half formed ideas. <laughs> okay, goodbye. Asian guy. And Egg White. <laughs>